Welcome to Sasha Speaks. I just want to thank all my listeners who are tuning in. Appreciate your patience with me. I know I haven't been making um, as many uh, segments of my podcast as I have before, but I will continue to make as many segments as I can um, as the time will allow me to. So today's message is going to be a pretty serious message. It's going to be very a personal message. And it's going to be a very transparent message that I believe the Lord wants me to speak about. So I think a few segments ago in my podcast, I did mention that at the time I was actually going through a wilderness season where God is like basically stripping me away of a lot of different things um, and really dealing with my heart in a lot of different areas. And that's pretty much where I was at the time. But now I'm in a place in the season where I can actually just be honest with my audience, with you, about what's really going on. And I just want to say this before, and like, as I said before in my podcast, like, I'm not a perfect person. I never said that I would be a perfect person. Um, The Lord continues to work on me, and he's teaching me a lot of different things, and I'm pretty much learning and becoming uh, more intimate with the Lord. And he's really taught me more than what I can even imagine. You'll see when I actually start talking about my testimony. But I want to tell you, like, this testimony is, I, I just pray that, you know, anyone who listens, like, this is real life. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to tell my audience or tell you um what happens in my life because I think it's important as believers that we should be transparent about our sins and what we went through our mindsets what we dealt with um because no one is perfect but Jesus and that's why we lean on him for everything that we do so with that being said I'll just start by going into it so this past year we all know that we've been dealing with a pandemic with the coronavirus and we all have our personal issues and things that we've been dealing with this past year it's like been a lot of different crazy things that's been going on um and yeah as far as like with my personal life like if if I didn't mention in my podcast like I actually have been married for have been married for like five years now and I actually have a one and a half year old son now and during that marriage it was really difficult um we had good times but we also had some really serious difficult times and you know most people I don't know if you guys are married or single who's listening but when you're married, I guess before you get married, you have this idea of what marriage should be as a believer. Like you think that, oh, if I, the right thing to do is to get married regardless of the current situation. So if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, like automatically as a believer, there's like the sense of guilt, like, okay, we're doing certain things that we shouldn't do and we know at least for myself, I know when I was with my boyfriend, who turned out to be my husband at the time, we were sleeping around. 
and as a believer and he grew up in the church too like as as a believer I used to like feel bad about it afterwards and then I would talk to him about it and tell him like okay well we're believers like we shouldn't be doing this and I think we should just get married I don't think that it will be right to continue to like be with each other even though we love each other and still continue to have sex so I would constantly have those conversations with him and we would talk about it and it didn't bother him as much but it bothered me more which was interesting even though he was a believer and so after about like a year to fast forward everything we basically ended up uh, we dated for a year and then we got married like I didn't know he was going to propose but he proposed we got married boom so in the beginning it was like okay like everything was good and everything like that but once we actually got married like it's almost like our marriage magnified our shortcomings and in relationships in general like it's I don't know I guess it's a little different when you're married but when your boyfriend girlfriend it's not as much of a there's commitment there but it's on but with marriage there's more of a commitment than you realize and when you get into that commitment, it's almost like when you're with that person, you're living with that person, you see that person 24-7. There's certain things that will eventually you'll start to see that person's shortcomings and then vice versa. So we dealt with a lot of different things. Um, there were certain things that uh, we struggled in. One of the main things that we struggled in was communication. The second thing was intimacy, which was interesting. Because you would think in marriage, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the person I want to be with for the rest of my life, and we won't have that issue, and you don't think about it. But we dealt, we struggled in that area. And I'll go into that a little bit, I guess, a little bit deeper, a little bit later, but I just want to get straight to the point. And I kind of want to just give you insight before I actually tell you what happened in our marriage. So... We dealt with communication issues, we dealt with intimacy issues, and then we also dealt with, like, boundary issues. Like, we didn't really establish the boundaries of our marriage and how we, and when I say that, I mean, like, when it comes to speaking to other people outside of our marriage of the opposite sex, like, we didn't really set up a boundary line, like, you know, you can't talk to this person of the opposite sex at a certain time in the household or it could have been like oh you can't have certain female friends or certain guy friends and things of that nature so we really didn't have that boundary set up in our marriage which caused a lot of issues throughout our marriage um, because there were things that would come up and it would cause issues pretty much on his end where he, he He's like one. He was. He used to be like one of those people where he talks to a lot of people, and okay, that's granted. But there would be certain things that would bother me that wasn't like I would address the issue. Like I don't feel comfortable with you speaking to this person or these people at a certain time. But we didn't really like. We talked about it, but we didn't like set up boundaries, healthy boundaries, to basically stay on the same page to make sure. We both were comfortable with who we spoke to outside of our marriage. Um, and on my end, I didn't I didn't really have any guy friends. So he was pretty much my only guy friend other than 
he had guy friends and I knew his guy friends through him, but I didn't have any personal guy friends. So it was kind of different. Like he had guy friends and he had girls as friends. Um, I had more girls as friends, but I didn't have any guys as friends. So that end, there was like issues on that end that we ran into. And so with all that being said, like it caused a lot of issues throughout a marriage where certain things would come up and certain things were addressed or wasn't addressed. And it was almost like it got to the point where we, there was like a, we didn't talk, we didn't really, we didn't really talk it out. Like, if there's something that bothered us, it's like he will bottle up and then I didn't want to step on his toes. So then I didn't say anything or vice versa where I will bottle up and then he didn't want to get him, stand on my toes. So he didn't say anything. So it was like lack of communication. And... <laughs> It was crazy, like, I'm saying all this because I feel like there may be somebody listening who needs to hear about relationships <laughs> and how important it is to really know yourself before you decide that you want to get into a relationship with someone else. And also um, make sure you address your standards and uh, what you will allow and what you won't allow in a relationship. Because if you don't do that, then you may try to end up pleasing the other person more. And then you may end up feeling unappreciated in a relationship, which may lead to things that you don't want to, that may basically uh, cause damage to the relationship. And so with that being said, with all those things as one, um, what ended up happening in our marriage is that um, he, I ended up getting kind of depressed. He ended up getting kind of depressed and we kind of like suppressed our emotions a lot of the times because we didn't really communicate. We didn't want to offend each other. So because we didn't want to offend each other or we didn't want to have a disagreement, we kind of just didn't say anything. And so that kind of built up to miscommunication and not really understanding each other which led to loneliness in the relationship which led to kind of like depression depression like he dealt with depression and he didn't even know he dealt with depression and I knew something was off but after he went to counseling then that's when the counselor like diagnosed him with the symptoms and the signs of what depression is so he was dealing with depression and then when I went to counseling, then that's when I, they, well, pretty much told me that I was dealing with depression too, but I didn't know I was dealing with depression until it was too late. So all those things was happening, right? And it, it just pretty much got to the point where there were times where I felt like I was, I had lost myself in the relationship. Like my focus was so much on trying to please him as my husband and wanting to do the right thing whether it was cleaning the dishes or cooking dinner every night or uh, cleaning the house or just little things trying to make sure that he's good or comfortable trying to check in with him try to spend as much time as I could with him try to focus on him because I actually cared and loved him that I kind of lost myself and I didn't really put time to really do things for myself and 
I, I don't know, like, I just encourage anybody who's listening, like, you really have to know who you are. You got to know what your standards are, but you, you have to be fully whole, like, fully whole within yourself. And you have to ask the Lord to, like, if you're not, if you know you're not whole and you feel like there's maybe some brokenness in there that you're dealing with, I would encourage you to ask the Lord to help you become whole and to lean on the Lord for your comfort. Because even if you do get married, your spouse is not always going to be there for you. And that's something I had to learn the hard way because I was leaning on him so much to give me my comfort and give me friendship and all this, all these things that he couldn't be there 24-7 realistically. But in my mind, I was like, I always wanted to be around him. I always wanted to be around him 24-7. But he was more realistic. And he's like, he's explaining to me, like, I can't be around you 24-7. And so in a way, like, he felt like I was smothering him and... At times, yeah, like, I was more of the clingy partner, so it it came off to him as if I was smothering him, but I really just wanted to spend time with him, and so when he would react the way he would, then I felt like something was wrong with me, like, maybe I was too clingy, and then I would step back all the way back, and then it just... It's like our relationship just went apart. Like we, the connection just over the years, it kind of just died out or faded out without us realizing it because we got so caught up in the routine of working and doing errands and grocery shopping, whatever the things we needed to do, it kind of just faded out because we didn't put in the time to spend time with each other. And then there were times when I I felt like we were disconnected. I would try to make the effort to to reconnect. So there were times when I would, like, save up money to go on, like, a a weekend trip where we can actually spend time together. And then those moments, we actually had good times because we could relax, not worry about working or paying the bills and stuff like that. So it was actually pretty good. But then when we came back, it just went back to the same thing. It's, like, kind of like it just was the same situation so it was like it was really difficult and um there was a lot of other things too where we had different um I guess um desires and I don't think we realized I don't even think I realized that I don't even think he realized that his desires was different than mine even though he thought his desires were the same as mine so for instance like we had discussions about having a family, and at that time, before we had kids, then he stated that he wanted to have kids, he wanted to be married, and all that kind of stuff, right? Fast forward, we get married, and we have kids, and we only have one child together, and at that time, he felt like the time wasn't right for having kids, and he felt like he needed to be more, we needed to be more financially stable in order to have kids. But at the same time, no time is a perfect time to have kids. Even if you try to have everything perfect, it's never going to be perfect. So there was a disconnect there. And then also, too, he also had uh, notions of wanting to be financially stable for himself as far as career-wise. And he had a job, but it wasn't the job that he wanted. And originally, his desire was to go into real estate. So 
it was a lot of things. Like, the best suggestion I can give you is to make sure you, you know yourself enough first to know what you want and know what you don't want so that when, and then if you don't have things in order for yourself to, to, to pursue those things first, <laughs> and if the person, if you're, and then when you become whole in yourself with the Lord's help, then you can pursue a relationship. And I know that's easier said than done because most people want to be in a relationship and you work it out and you make do and or you flourish in certain relationships. Maybe some of you have relationships where you're in a relationship now and you're okay. And then some of you may have a relationship and you're not really okay. And then there may be some of you who are just single and you're trying to figure things out. But pretty much the biggest suggestion is to pretty much know yourself. Know yourself. So I'm going to take a quick break. But I know there's a lot of information. I want you to like digest that because the second part, I'm actually going to tell you more about my testimony and my marriage. Okay. Okay, thank you for staying during the break up until now. So, I know there's a lot of information that I just poured on you all at one time. But, I, I really truly believe that the Lord was placed on my heart that I have to tell my testimony. Because it's still, a, currently I'm still walking out this testimony. It's not like, this testimony is over and this is what happened to me and boom, we're done. No. Literally, I'm a walking testimony. And what that means is, is, like, my story continues. It will continue on as long as I live and as long as I allow. As long as the Lord has breath in my lungs and allows me to live on this earth, I will continue to have to experience certain things in my life um, and pretty much see how God uses me. And I am pretty much a, it's a humbling experience because, I am in no way better than anyone else, even as a believer. And I don't, I'm not even going to try to be because I know if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be here. So for him to even give me the grace to tell you my story that I'm thankful for within itself. But I'm going to transition back into it. So, yeah, as I left off, make sure you know yourself. And I'm only saying this because through what I've learned in being single to being married, um, it it's different. Like, it's on another level. And, and I'm going to lead up to this point. Like, currently we are not together. And, yeah, it's a lot that led up to that point. Um, but the tipping point of everything was infidelity. So there was infidelity on my end, but there was also infidelity on his end that I didn't know about until after my action. So, <laughs> which is crazy, because only until I was honest with him 
And I was honest with him because I didn't want to hide anything. It's not like I was planning on doing this and this. Mm -mm. It happened. I was at a vulnerable point in my life where I felt very lonely. And I felt very, I don't know, I felt very, very lonely. And I think that had to do with my depression, but that's not an excuse as to my actions. So that's one of the things I want to be very clear about. None of I take my actions into accountability. And the Lord has dealt me dealt with me in that. And I've turned away from that. I know I don't deal with that person or whatever. But it was a mistake on my end. But the Lord is interesting because the Lord gave me grace. And the first scripture he gave me was John chapter 8. And I know about the scripture. I'm sure you know about the scripture more than anybody else. Because it's talked about a lot in churches, maybe, or maybe not. I don't know about you guys, but I've heard the scripture multiple times. And it's about the woman who was caught in, caught in adultery. And she was brought before uh, before Jesus, basically. And they were going to stone her to death. And the Pharisees were questioning Jesus, like, what do you say about it? Because the law of Moses said that if anybody's caught in adultery, that person shall be stoned to death. Right. So I'll just read a little bit of it. And I'll start with what the Pharisees asked Jesus. So in verse what John chapter eight, verse five, it says, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? That's the Pharisees speaking to Jesus. This they said, tempting him that he might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted himself, lifted up himself and said to him, to them, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they that and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one beginning at the eldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10, when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those your accusers? Has no man condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, there's a second part of John chapter 8 that stuck out to me when I was reading it because the Lord was like showing me about his grace and how he doesn't condemn you even when you fall short and if you skip to uh, same chapter John 8 you can read the whole chapter but I'm just going to go straight to the point John chapter 8 verse 15 Jesus speaks to the Pharisees and he says, you judge after the flesh. I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the father that sent me. So I just wanted to give a scripture because this is the scripture that the Lord had led, led me to. Um, and it spoke directly to my situation because at that particular 
time, and this was back in, this was last year. This was, I believe, in October of last year. When that happened, I we pretty much, as soon as it happened, like three days later, I told my husband. He, he pretty much, he said he forgave me and all that, but then he decided that he didn't want to be with me anymore, which I understood. But then we had conversations about what happened on his end. And there was a similar situation that happened with him at his job, which I had no idea about. And I asked him, and I asked him, I was like, well, why weren't you honest with me when it first happened? And he stated to me that nothing happened physically, um, according to his, uh, I guess, confession. But I don't really know. At that point, I didn't really know what to believe. So I just took it for verbatim, and I just was like, well, it doesn't really matter now because I guess you're not talking to the person. But it was just interesting how, you know, I decided that I wanted to be honest with him, and he had already been doing things that I had no idea about. And um, it's just interesting how if you're, like, two broken people, it's going to be difficult moving forward if you don't. Um, lean on the Lord to help you to to really deal with that brokenness. Um, so I just encourage anybody, like, the Lord still loves you regardless of your mistakes. A lot of times in our, I guess, our culture, but what we believe in as believers, as Christians, we have this persona where we have to, we believe that once we receive Jesus Christ, we have to be perfect. And that's a lie because the thing is, none of us are perfect. The only one who was perfect was Jesus. And it's only by his grace that we are saved. So when we mess up and yeah. You acknowledge the fact that you messed up and you acknowledge the fact that you turn away from that and you don't allow that to happen again. But the key is, is you don't beat yourself up about it because the thing is, you're not going to be perfect. As much as you may try to be, even as a believer, you will make mistakes. But that doesn't make you less worthy in his eyes. Even in the midst of me feeling as a failure, a failure as a person, a failure as a wife, a failure as a mom. The Lord reminded me in this scripture that I still see you as worthy, even when I felt unworthy. And that's the great thing about Jesus is that even in your shortcomings, he still loves you. And that doesn't mean you continue to do the stuff that you're doing. If you make a mistake, you repent, you acknowledge it, you be honest about it, you turn away and you ask the Lord to help you through, to get to the root of the cause of the issue. Because the root of the cause of my issue was, because it's funny, because at the time when everything was happening, I was like, Lord, what is going on? Because I usually, I don't have a lot of guy friends. I don't talk to anybody. And, And this happened at my job. I was like, I don't talk to anybody. I don't have any guy friends. I don't usually feel these feelings. So what is it? I said, Lord, if it's if it's lust, I need you to take it away. And I need you to be honest with me. Am I dealing with lust? And so 
I truly believe this is what the Lord said. He said, no, you're not dealing with the lust. And I said, okay, so what am I dealing with? He said, you're dealing with loneliness. And it took me off guard. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Loneliness? How? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how can loneliness lead up to this point? He's like, yeah, you're dealing with loneliness. And I realized in my relationship, I was feeling lonely. Like, you can be around people or you can be with other people and still feel lonely. You can be with your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, and still feel lonely. You can be around your friends, still feel lonely. Why is that? Because deep down, I believe that we lean so much on other people to try to fill a void that only God can fill. And so when that person that we're with or the people that we're around can't fulfill whatever we need, which they can't fulfill, we get disappointed, we feel unappreciated, and then we try to use other avenues to try to fill that void. And in a lot of ways in relationships, unfortunately, is they try to turn to other people to try to fill that void, which that doesn't help either. So at the end of the day, it's about leaning completely on the Lord for everything you need, including your comfort. And see, I knew the Lord, I believed in the Lord, I loved the Lord, but the thing is, I was leaning so much on my spouse for comfort that my only the Lord can give, that when he didn't, when he couldn't give that comfort or that love that I was looking for, because he's not perfect either, and he fought, he's, he has shortcomings too, that's what led me to look somewhere else. And so that's not an excuse. Again, I take responsibility because right now we're not together. We're actually in the process of getting a divorce. And it's funny because I tried to reconcile with him and I tried to go to marriage counseling. And even before we got to this point, I even I used to suggest marriage counseling because there was a time where we felt like we weren't going to be together because we were struggling in those other areas that we weren't really aware on how to face or overcome and that was an issue within itself because when I suggested marriage counseling he didn't really want to go and I don't know if that was because he was ashamed or he just didn't want people to know his business I don't know what it was it was even times where I wanted him to go and speak to our pastor and first lady he didn't even want to do that so it was like okay if we can't get help and we can't talk like he it was funny because like he didn't want me to tell other people about our marriage or our issues and I would tell him like we got to tell somebody what we're struggling with because if we don't ask for help this is not gonna work (laughs) but I guess it was more of his pride where he just you get prideful and I guess some people just don't he just didn't want to tell nobody. So I I kind of just followed suit because I wanted to respect him. And I was like, well, maybe we can fi- try to figure this out f- between us. But it just didn't, it didn't work. And then, like, on his end, to give you some more insight, like, he was dealing with lust issues. So he used to watch, like, porn and stuff like that. And then he used to talk to, yeah. 
Keep in mind he had female friends. So, <sighs> to be honest with you, like, there are things that I chose to overlook. And this is what I'm talking about when it comes to boundaries. There were things that I chose to overlook that I should have spoke up more about. Um, it got to the point where he unfortunately had conversations with certain people in sexual inappropriate manner and I found out about it by looking at his phone and we talked about it and he didn't think it was an issue and there were just a lot of different things where it came to boundaries that should have been placed but wasn't and with that with that happening throughout our marriage on his end after a while I felt like he lost interest in me so then that's when I started to feel insecure and then I felt lonely and then that's when I in my end where I veered off and straight away so again it, it's it's really important that you understand that the Lord does love you um, even in your shortcomings and even in the midst of what I'm going through now like it was hard in the beginning like but now I'm at the point where it's like the Lord he's given me grace and it's even to the point where he he told me specifically to surrender my husband to him because there were some things that the Lord was dealing with him with that he decided not to submit to the Lord about. And in doing so, deep down, he pretty much, long story short, he decided that he doesn't want to seek the Lord for guidance anymore, unfortunately. And I don't know. I think the situation led up to that point even before our actual what the situation we've been facing because there were times where he felt like he wanted to live his life without having restrictions from God and there were multiple times where he would talk about that with me and I understand as believers sometimes you feel like okay I'm living for God but I can't really live the life I want to live and the restrictions that you may think the Lord has for you there's boundaries and the reason why he says boundaries is to protect you not to not to harm you he's, he's trying to protect you from the heartache and things that you don't want to deal with <laughs> and learn the hard way that's the best way I can tell you it's almost like a parent and a child like a parent would tell the child certain things and set up certain boundaries for that child to protect them not to harm them because they don't want them to go through some of the hardships they probably went through or any un, any other unnecessary hardships unnecessarily. And I think that's why, I believe that's why the Lord has set up certain boundaries for us as believers. But again, we tend to go against the grain and we want to test the waters and, oh, how far can I push it even as believers? Like some believers, I'm not saying all, but there are some believers who are like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And if I can't do it, let's see how far I can take it. Now that's between them and the Lord, but you have to really, in your personal relationship, you have to really seek the Lord for yourself and really be honest with the Lord and see what the Lord says about your heart. 
because he will tell you like, okay, I don't want you to do certain things. I want you to stay away from this. And that could be whatever those certain things are. He knows you in and out. He created you. So if he's telling you not to do certain things, he knows what's best for you because he knows that this might set you up for whatever, like unnecessary things that you don't want to go through. And that's why I believe the Lord sets boundaries. But going back to what I was saying, I don't know why I was plugging in that way, but maybe that may have helped somebody. I don't know. I prayfully it does. Again, I'm telling my testimony because this is what, what the grace of the Lord has given me. And it's only by his grace. And even up until this day, I'm walk, I'm literally walking by his grace. But just because I'm walking by his grace, it doesn't mean that, oh, okay, there's one mistake. I can continue to do this one mistake. Like, no. I literally had told the Lord, I said, at the end of the day, Lord, regardless of what happens, regardless if I end up by myself, I'm going to seek you no matter what. And this is how God turned a curse into a blessing. Like he turned a bad situation into a good situation. Like this is a bad situation. However, it's like my relationship with Jesus became closer. I don't know how to describe it to you. It's like, even with me losing someone who decided that they didn't want to be with me, granted, justified. Okay. I'll deal with that. It's, it's like my relationship with the Lord got stronger so in a way, it's like I, it's almost like I'm starting to understand what true love is. And a lot, a lot of times we, oh, we, we toss that word around like, oh yeah, I'm in love and love this, love that, love this. And it's like, we don't really understand what love is. And it's like the love of God is greater than any love that a human can or, or another person can give you. But we get so caught up in other people that we don't give God a chance to really show us how much he loves us or give, give us give him a chance to yeah really show it and experience the love of God in our personal lives. And I'm actually grateful in a way that even in this hardship or even in this uh, what seems like a failure is actually a success because I'm really, truly focusing on the Lord now. Like, even though I have my my son and we have to go through what we have to go through, but ultimately, I'm okay with being by myself. (laughs) And it's actually a time for me to really focus on the Lord and really hone in on and align myself with him. And I've been asking and praying, like, Lord, creating me a clean heart, like, whatever is in me, any anything from my past, if there's anything that's rooted in me that's not supposed to be, remove it from me, because I want to live my life for you fully. And it had to take a situation like this for me to get to that point of, of intimacy, this closeness with the Lord. Like, he's literally changed my life. And then also, too, like, on the record, like he just a plug in a bonus. I was like in the situation and working with this person. I had been praying to the Lord, like I need another job. And it's been kind of hard finding other jobs. As you probably heard, like people have lost their jobs 
because of the coronavirus and they can't go back and a lot of people are on unemployment and they gotta have a job but not only did he like turn a curse into a blessing but i have a new job so now i'm gonna be placed in a new position where i don't i no longer have to deal with certain people and it's like that's a blessing within itself because it's like i pray for it and he answered that's grace that's favor like even though I don't deserve it, he still gave me grace. So I'm saying all this to tell you, like, it doesn't matter how bad you mess up. When you decide that you truly want to live for him and you, you truly repent and turn away and you make a decision to say, Lord, I don't care what happens. As long as I have you, I'll be okay. And that you'll make take a broken soul and, and make that broken soul whole fully like I'm gonna lean on you for everything even in the midst of my situation like God will show up Jesus won't fail you at all and I just hope that this helps somebody because we all deserve to be loved but you deserve to be loved by the one who created you first and then by somebody on earth. I mean that he loved us. He loved us first. He knows about love because he created it. He loved us first. He created it because he loved us. So he knows all about love more than anybody else. So what? Who? What other person should we turn to other than to him first, instead of other people? No one can make you happy. No one can fill the voids of what you're missing only Jesus can do that and that's what I've learned in this situation like give Jesus everything regardless of what happens give him everything and he'll show you just how much he loves you and he'll give you grace he'll give you faith even favor again it's only by his grace not by our own ability and what we try to do and how we try to be perfect and it's none of that I can authentically say that I'm going through what I'm going through now so hope this helps somebody hey that's all I can really say I have nothing I'm an open book I'm not ashamed of my shortcomings and I don't have to be. He's the one that covered me. As long as I know that I'm focusing on him, I move forward. Just like he said, go and sin no more. As long as I do that and focus on him and live fully for him, I'll be just fine. Hope you have a good evening. Stay blessed.